Oh yeah, some disco for this episode. Episode number five, Cheat Code Visa. Had to bring a little bit of funk to this one. I uh, hope you guys are enjoying your week and your new night sisters. With me on this fantastic, funky, fun episode 5 journey is my good friend Nibbane. How you doing, Nib? Groovy, man. Totally groovy. <laughs> I just had to do disco, man. I was thinking about I was driving home today, and I was like, I just got to do some disco. I Hey, disco's always good. Yeah, can't go wrong. And then uh, I wrong. actually named the file disc intro. See, because it's like disco and intro. Ah, uh, witty. <laughs> right? I thought it was kind of good. I mean, come on, man. It's disco. Uh, uh. If you're not dancing right now, you're just not fun. Yeah! Oh, man, we got so much for you guys today. We got a new section called News Time. Drop a little bit of rumors. We also have the What the Fuck Moment of the Week, because everyone has one of those. And actually, this show, we have an incredible special guest. He runs the very popular Swagath site gamingfans.com that's gaming-fans.com they just released an amazing article about the night sisters and and if they are viable in the arena welcome to the show for the first time episode five spectacular lj how you doing tonight lj doing well i'm actually battling the night sisters in the arena right now and getting my butt kicked <laughs> well that's gonna jump right into it huh they are just gonna go right to it yeah, I just took us off the rails. <laughs> Welcome to the show, man. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, Nib and I are both huge fans of your website. We've looked at it for months now, like since we started the podcast, and, and we've tried not to in, encroach on any of your data and kind of kept our stuff separate, but we're, we're fans, and we're glad to have you on the show. So thanks again for coming on the show today. No problem. I'm glad to, uh, glad to be here. So I think we just get started in this thing right away. Uh, we go for Night Sisters. So, uh, LJ, you're part of the Game Changers program. Nib and I are not. We're just kind of whaley. So, tell us a little bit about them. What's your overall opinion? Are they viable in the arena? And give us a little bit of a taste, a, a little treat of that wonderful gamey-fans.com article. Well, the uh, the actual, I'll give all the credit where it's due. Uh, Cubs fan Han does some video work, uh, does a fantastic job, and that's one of the reasons why we partnered with him. So uh, that specific article is uh, links to a video of his and uh, where he's worked with them quite a bit in the arena. Now, I just caught them as we were doing the intro here. Um, I, I've run in an all-Phoenix team, Gear 12, everybody but Zeb in the arena, just testing them out um, in, the, in the QA uh, shard. And, man, I'll tell you what, those, that, that mother cows in the one Zeta where she keeps that, where the character comes back to life, attacks once and then dies, and then comes back to life and attacks once again later and dies. That's a pain in the butt. And that Night Sister Zombie, my gosh, she's 
he might beat Barris for the most annoying character in the game. So, um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how this works, how many people really invest the money into these characters since they're not going to be free to play, um, you know, obviously, um, at least not at high levels, not at high stars. So I'm, I'm interested in seeing how this works out because I'm starting to uh, get a little excited myself for my, my personal account. Yeah, and, and, and on our accounts, I I have Mother Talzin like – uh, four star maybe nib is that sound right what do you what do you have mother towels in it i thought she only comes in seven stars <laughs> you, <laughs> you you would say that seven, yeah seven i also actually dated her yesterday too so i'm glad uh i'm glad wait a minute wait a minute good. hold on hold on this might actually be my what the fuck moment do you really have mother towels in seven star ready uh no i have her seven star and zeta <laughs> Oh, you're you're ridiculous. Well, I decided to go. I decided to go all in. Yeah, I'm I'm going all in. I went. I went full nib, and you you rarely ever go full nib. (laughs) You never go full nib. That's pretty awesome. So uh, I guess we're gonna leave this segment up to you. Then, what is your future plans for Mother Talzin? Are are you going arena? Like, what are you doing? What like like talk us through this? Well, so I'll be honest. Like, I saw it all, and I was like. I don't know if they're better than than the other metas, but I there's totally different. There's no other play styles like the Night Sisters now, and it's like really refreshing. It's not like a speed set or a crit damage set or a whatever. Like it's totally different. This plague thing's kind of interesting. Uh, the zombie is looks super trolly, so I'm 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 gonna enjoy that. So I just I and to be honest, like I didn't invest super heavy on the Empire, and I have the Sith, but I'm I'm not nearly as crazy about the Sith as you are. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go the Night Sisters. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna Nip. I'm gonna go all in on the Night Sisters, Nip. and when this Dark Side Nip. trial balance comes out, Nip. I'm gonna do it. Sith for life. Yeah. Sith for life. Uh, dude, Mother Talzin's gonna eat you alive, bro. <laughs> just just you wait. Sith for life. I'm, I'm, you know what? So anyway, yeah, I just they're totally different, and I don't really have a strong Dark Side team. So I just said for you know. Screw it. I'll do it. I'm hey, man. It. After tonight's episode, just to spite you, I'm going mall lead. I'm bringing it back. Bring it back. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm going mall lead. Just for you. All right. Do your thing, bro. Sith for life. I, that's, I mean, that's interesting. I haven't, I am like, she's like three or four star on my account or something. I didn't even really do it. And actually, I think maybe, no, no, no. I'll save it for later in the show. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go into it right now. I'll save it for later in the show. But I, I'm, I don't know. Are, are we 100% sure that this territory battles is coming? And do we think that Talzin's going to be used as like a special kind of like CLS is in the current territory battles? Or what, what are we thinking here? Is, is, is there a reason behind this nib? Like, talk to me. I just don't have a very strong dark side roster. I mean, I have them all, but I don't, I haven't really invested or made them strong. So I, you know, and this is a completely different play style. So I went for it and I, I need to start gearing up dark side basically. So are you going to run zombie and spirit? I thought about it. Are you going to run zombie Uh, spirit or what are you going to do? So I'm actually still on the fence around spirit, but I'm definitely going to get zombie. I don't know. I got to, I would, I would highly recommend it having used both of them pretty, pretty extensively now in the game changers program. Uh, Zombie. Absolutely definite. I like spirit a lot too. Spirit's a little bit like Sith assassin in that whole lower um, health pool, lower uh, survivability. But um, she's hard to hit, very agile, and gains uh, foresight quite a bit. So I think you're going to have fun with that. Plus, I like how she stuns on her special. 
So I think you're going to have some fun with that. But uh, zombies are definite, and, and I, I think spirit's very well worth the investment as well. So, LJ, correct me if I'm wrong here, but from the videos I've seen, and this is just what I look like, doesn't spirit do increased damage when plague is stacked? Because it looks like the spirit hits super hard when plague is stacked up. I believe that is true, and I'm going to go look at the character right now and see if I can verify that for sure. Okay, I, I um, think because that's why you're going to want to do it with a Talzin lead. Where she's hit ridiculously hard, and I'm like, what happened? And, you know, sometimes I'll tell you one of the hardest things about what I do is that I do a lot of mod reviews. I do, we've got mod reviews for all the 28 characters on our website so far. So, I mean, what is that, like 108 characters or something like that? And then you break down all the abilities on every single character and then the mods that go with them. We're looking at, you know, millions of possibilities. So one of the things that I struggle with sometimes is, like, I have to be uber-focused on the character at that moment when I'm writing these things because it's so hard to keep track of all the little things. And then you start stacking things, and it just it screws with your mind a little bit. So yeah. And, and yeah, that's... I'm looking at the um, – I'm looking at everything right now. I'm not seeing – it must be under the – yes. Uh, when, while she has foresight, she has 100% offense, and her attacks ignore armor. So it's not like a stacking offense, but when she's got foresight, she hits double, you know, that she normally would, and it ignores armor. So yeah, that hits pretty stinking hard. Yeah, I don't, and I haven't used them. I mean, you're obviously in the game changer program, you can look at it, but just from what I've seen, it looks like the spirit hits super, super hard. Can the spirit add the plague, or is Mother Talzin the only one who can add plague stacks? I'm pretty sure all of the Night Sisters, when they use a special attack under a Talzin lead, can add plague. Let me. Yikes. Yeah, that, I think. At the start of each term, if they're plagued. Yeah, I don't see it here. I, I might be looking in the wrong spot, though. Yeah, it's yeah, on I her leader, right? Any, she, any if, if they do they a special, they can. Mm, that's pretty. That's next level, I think. I don't know. It's, it's, it's yeah. going to be. I don't know because I really thought CLS would take over the meta. And and I mean, there's no question about it that he's used in like almost every arena team, I guess, but there's still so many combinations. And, you know, we're really, really, really critical of CG. And I think we're more critical than most because Niven and I aren't in the game changing program. We, we buy everything we can. Uh, so I, we have a little bit of the freedom to do whatever we want and say whatever we want. But besides that, we're also very happy when cg does stuff like this and nib brought up a really good point it's a different play style it's not just a speed stack so i'm going to be the first to say it and you two can echo after me congrats to cg for creating something new interesting and kind of mixing it up a little bit for the hardcore game players like all three of us i would agree yeah I, I i don't disagree with that i i think that they and i mean i've kind of wailed a bit on my personal account as well before this uh, even though I've technically been in the Game Changers program since April, I just got the dev account last week. So uh, I'm just now getting to test things out and stuff. It's really it's it's really cool. I mean, it's basically unlimited resources to go and, um, you know, empower these characters up. And, yeah, having something different is nice. Um, you know, when the new characters come out and everything, it's always fun. You know, I, I think that's kind of why even Zeta Mall, when it first came out, it was just like this, what the heck's going on? But it was different. Uh, it just this is very very different. Um, I I think it's I think it's kind of fun to be honest with you. Uh, like uh, one of the one of the teams that I the team that just beat my butt was a Talzin lead with Spirit and Zombie, uh, Asajj and uh, Old Daka all Gear Twelve. I'll tell you what though, I mean there was just revive after revive and 
you beat Zombie, and then you go on to the next character to try and take out old Daka, and then Zombie comes back to life. And then you got to go beat Zombie again, and then you go back through, and then you you're finally get old Daka beaten, and then, then she comes back to life for one turn because Mother Talzin revived her for that one turn quick thing. Well, then she stuns one of your characters, and then Zombie's back to life. So then you're trying to get to Zombie, and it's just this, it's very difficult from an offensive standpoint. Uh, and I've got, you know, I'm running Phoenix all Zated. So, you know, that was my whole big thing when I got into this. I wanted to test all these Zetas on the Phoenix. Well, now all of a sudden Night Sisters are here, and it's yet another thing. And, of course, I'm trying to test out Rogue One for people in territory battles. There's so many things to do, but it's just really cool from a gameplay standpoint because it is different, and I think that's the big key. Yeah, and and again, kudos to them for creating something different. I'm I'm cautious on this. I I think the the area that I'm really excited about in this whole situation is the fact that if I don't get them, I at least have something to work towards in like six months if I want to. It's like even if I'm not ready to embrace it right now because I'm busy working on other things or grinding some other characters, at least I have the opportunity to do that in the future, and that's what I like. Because apparently I'm not Nib, and I don't seven-star things instantly. So, yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. yeah, I can respect that. That's so hard, too. Like, I usually get everyone to four or five. Um, like, I will, if it's a three-star character unlock, I do the 999 pack, get them to four stars, and then... Like the veteran smugglers, when they came out, I got them both to five stars via pack. And then I analyzed the drop rates on the website before I was in the Game Changers program. Now I don't feel like ethically that's the right thing for me to be doing since I have unlimited resources in Game Changers. I don't feel like it's ethically the right thing for me to be analyzing things with free resources given to me. So unless I pay my own money, I won't review packs um, just because of the way that goes. But I'll get everyone to at least four or five because you never know when you're going to need them down the road. And we'll get into kind of the veteran smugglers and possible needs for them here, you know, after a bit. Uh, but that's kind of my strategy is I try and go the most efficient financial route, unless it's someone like Nihilus or someone who I just really want to heavily invest in. Yeah, unless you just need him because he's Sith, because Sith are the best. Okay. Well, <laughs> we're gonna, they were. I, I'm just, I'm, oh, ah, ah, they always will be, and they are. <laughs> uh, uh, let's Live go in ahead. the now. <laughs> I am in the now. Sith is the best, and they always will be. All right, we're going to jump into our first segment. It's called News Time. That means we got a new drop. Suck it up. Yeah. This is an ABC News special. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's not a tumor. Well, we break down the crazy and off-the-wall news stories that have us saying, oh, my God. That have us saying, oh, my God. I love it. I had some circus in there. I had a Miami air horn. I got it all. I'm just great at these drops, I think. I think, I'm, I, think I should quit my day job and just make terrible podcast drops for like $9.99 a piece. What do you guys think? I think they're definitely terrible, uh, <laughs> terrible drops. <laughs> uh, so news time. I wanted to start news time real quick and talk about something that kind of pertains to the Game Changers program in the sense that we had a popular Game Changer get booted from the program recently. And I thought it was kind of funny because in some of his videos, he was critical, uh, much in the way that Nib and I have been critical in the past. Uh, we appreciate that, that people are embracing our criticism uh, we don't know the full story. I don't really want to talk about it because I don't know the full story and I don't really care. But I thought it was kind of funny because he did make a comment that he was like, well, you can thank me because now you have all these gear events. <laughs> and 
I think there must have been some internal communication within uh, CG. I'm not going to take any credit for it. I know Nib probably will, even though he shouldn't. And they obviously knew that they had a gear crisis and they started working on these things. This takes a long time to develop. They can't just like on a Tuesday hear criticism and on a Wednesday be like, here's 15 events. Like it doesn't work like that. They've been working on this for a while. CG isn't stupid. Uh, I'm sure their execs are looking at this and playing the game and realizing that there's a gap there. And even though Nib and I fund like two of their private jets, they probably want people to keep playing the game <laughs> and they probably don't want people to be as critical of it as we have been. So uh, I really wanted to spend this first news time discussing the new events and, and kind of how excited we are. So Nib, I'm going to give you first crack at this. What do you think about the new events? Uh, do you feel like they were just right, challenging? I mean, you're obviously a seven-star everything, so it's a little bit hard. But what's your overall uh, feeling about these new events coming out? Uh, I, you know, I like it. I think they're interesting. I, I if they do the cadence where it's like you do, you do a, a territories battle, and then you have like your four or five, whatever I call like off days. They're doing, they're they're throwing these events at you. I think that's a good cadence. I kind of like that. Um, you know, I, you know, is it gonna have to be Phoenix every single time, like we do one of these? You know, like, um, I, I don't know, but you know, you, it'd be you nice know, to that's just them trying you... to make Phoenix viable, though. They realized that the Phoenix yeah. squad, while they had a great synergy, they were nearly useless. Well, yeah, just because they didn't fit in any meta, but I mean, um, you know, I, I, I actually, I'm actually starting the the Phoenix team starting to grow on me a little bit, at least Urza, anyway. But don't say that. No, I think they, I think don't the events are that. good. I think they have the right kind of gear. Um, I'm I'm appreciating it, so I'm I'm good. That's good. LJ, over to you. What do you think? The events overall, yeah, I've been pleased with them. I, I know I've gotten a full piece on a couple of these uh, for beating bonus tiers, and I think we got out of. I think it's the uh, one night sisters one. Actually, you know what? No, that that's still on the bonus tier when you have the seven star mother thousand. So I think uh, only one of us on this call can actually uh, um, relate to that one. But yeah, overall, I'm pleased with the uh, the events. More gear is always a good thing, especially for those of us with really deep rosters. Yeah, I think I think the the rebalance of the events is good. I appreciate it. I'm still a little bit upset with the territory battles. I think for uh, is it five days or six days the territory battles? Six. I think yeah, six days. It's I mean, forever, Scott. It's, it's forever. It's just. I mean, I don't want to sound like a a whiny, you know, whatever. But it's like. Dude, six days worth of work, and then at the end I get like one piece and fifteen of these, and I'm like, that's literally like saving me like two crystal refreshes. Like that's it. I'm just kind of like, eh. I mean, it's at the point where I'm just like, Ugh. and I really do. I love the fact that they're giving people like equal rewards. I do appreciate that, but at the same time, I mean, come on, like. I, I don't know. There's no incentive to improve. I wish there was an incentive to improve. Maybe well, we'll get there. Hopefully, I, I do. But I mean, what if they did something like? And this is just a hypothesis. But what if they did something like, if you're in a guild and you don't change guild and you increased your level of participation, you got like a bonus piece of gear or something. Like there should be some inventive like incentive for you to improve. Does that make sense? Or like I, I just feel like. If you're 27th place and you move up to 24th place, like you should be rewarded. Or or maybe they should give the power to the guild leader. The guild leader can assign five extra rewards for five people that they feel have worked hard or something. Yeah, I deserve five extra pieces. No, you don't deserve anything. 
I like the idea of the guild leader having a little bit more power. Um, that's not always going to work, but I think um, as long as they have to divvy it to five different individuals every time. Yeah, or yeah, maybe you can only get one reward like every month or something. It doesn't. I, I, I mean, even if the guild leader takes advantage of it and gives it to the same five people, like people are going to leave the guild. You know, people are going to be like, "Dude, I, I, I need a reward. Like, I've succeeded. The why haven't I?" But it, I, I think that would be a cool little piece of that, just to kind of give them a fresh take. Like, hey, you know, Scotto's been working really hard. He increased his galactic power by a hundred thousand, and. He got this unlocked and he did this like he deserves an extra piece of gear and it could be random like it doesn't have to be like here is you know 13 carbontes i mean even though like carbontes yeah. are like like galaxy well i mean crack. i guess the thing is though is at least we got these new events and like i got a bunch of zetas over the last couple of days because of those things so i don't know like i can't complain too much about territory battles with them right now so yeah nah. whatever yeah, I, I think the, the the guild leader option could have some negative ramifications though too simply because of the fact that like the guild i'm in now no problem great group very team oriented the one i came from dude was a total egomaniac and thought he knew more than everyone else he had no idea what he's doing and i tried to help him and he wouldn't listen so um you know i could see where that could go wrong so i guess that's the hard part yeah. yeah. We've got a fine-tuning segment on our website where one of our writers uh, from the Bounty Hunters Guild uh, will put in his fine-tuning the game. And it's, we always try and make sure that any criticism we put up on the site, unlike, you know, um, the, the situation you mentioned earlier, we always try to make sure our criticism is very professional. And it's ways to tweak the game so that it makes sense on the business side for CG and EA and also makes sense for the uh, players like ourselves. So, you know, it's a kind of a, an approach. How you approach these things is, all, you know, a big piece of it. Well, and, and that's an interesting point that you, that you bring up, LJ, because Nib and I had a conversation about this, and we were talking about how critical we are of the game. And I said, I think the difference between our criticism is, one, we jokingly have a lot of criticism, where it's trying to poke fun at the light of the game. Two, Nib and I are both in personal professions where we understand that while the game has to be fun and entertaining for all, it's still a business. We understand that CG has to create a way to make revenue. It's just how it works. They can't have a game where they just give everything up for free and everyone's like a game changer. The third one is most of the time during our criticism, we try to bring up something that we would like to see or that we would like to see different. I example, guild leader having five rewards to give out or something like that. So it's not only criticism, right. it's like, here's a way we think it would be fun to change it so that at least we're not just smashing them, laughing at them, and then going on. Because ultimately, if we're sitting here criticizing the game, we're just going to get off the podcast and go spend money on crystals anyway. So it doesn't matter. We're still going to spend the money. It's it's just one of those things that, that we enjoy uh, making fun of and using and offering constructive criticism and on as well. So uh, that's 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 our take on it. It's always been our take. And I think that's why people listen to this podcast because they appreciate the humor, the criticism, and possibly learning a little bit from me. Not Nibine because he's just an idiot. But, you know, regardless. <laughs> uh, I can't disagree with you, Scott. <laughs> well said, Scott. <laughs> and our infinite love of Coruscant, Underworld Police, and Mob Enforcer. That's probably where most of our fans come from because they will be the new meta. I am calling it. Someday. Someday. 
I've got the uh, Course on Underworld Police mod review up on gaming-fans.com if anyone is interested. Uh, I need to search that. Uh, hold on, I need a 12-minute sure. break to read that real quick. I'm just gonna, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back. Hope it doesn't take you 12 minutes to read it. It's not that <laughs> No, I need to study it. I want to dream of Cup, all right? I want to make sure that I fully understand it. Our, uh, just to take it back to throw it, since it is episode 5, we can throw this all the way back to like 8 weeks ago when we were talking about Cup. LJ, our suggestion to CG would be to quietly add this ridiculous uh, hidden talent, but on like line item number seven. So you'd actually have to click on the unique power of cup and it would read like only mob enforcer does damage to cup. So like if you were facing him in arena, you were just like, why can't I do damage to this guy? Like what the hell? And just like secretly do that for like three days and then take it away. See, I mean, it would just make everything happy. Everyone. And by everyone, I mean Nib and I. <laughs> and by everyone, I mean two people that are idiots and run a podcast. <laughs> so I'm excited. Uh, if you're going back to the, the Night Sister events, I'm excited. Uh, I did not get seven star tails in because I'm not crazy. Uh, I probably will, though. So I really can't call myself not crazy. But I am looking forward to it. I do want it. I'm really kind of looking forward to playing with zombie and spirit. And then I think that will kind of determine how crazy I go with this. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm like on the fence, yeah. but, but so I actually, it. I got a question. So LJ, so you do your, you know, you have all your mod, your, all your mod reviews. What are, what's your, what, what's your primary mod stat for, uh, for the sisters? Like, uh, you know, like resistance is going to do potency, what do you what are you what are you recommending I I, I mod them out as because I haven't done enough research yet. Oh, on the uh, night sisters or on Talzin specifically? Uh, you all yes, all of them. So specifically, <laughs> yes, well, mother Talzin first, but but just in general, what what which which way should I be leaning? Well, I always tell everyone speed on ninety five percent of all characters because it's kind of like the I can't be wrong, um, and it always helps. Even when you've got characters, you gain turn meter and things like that, you always still want to have some speed because it's never going to hurt you. Uh, potency and survivability are the other two main areas that I set on Mother Talzin. I think that potency, because of the inflicting plague, um, you know, that's going to help you get more of them out there. And then just keep her alive. The more difficult these Night Sisters are to kill, the more annoying they are. And at the end of the day, annoying is something that's a good thing when uh, when it's your team. You want to be the most annoying out there. Uh, that's kind of one of the things I've gone by all, all along in this game. So I, I say a lot of potency and a lot of uh, survivability. Of course, the one big thing is if Talzin's the leader, then you get 50% potency right off the bat. So that's going to help your, your squad quite a bit. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, too, but it, with all this inability to kill and they keep coming back and, and the annoyance of this team i would think if you get very high in your arena you should stay there because it's going to take you a while to defeat this team you might time out and i remember this was a strategy well, very early in in galaxy heroes where you would put in a tank team and you would lose on purpose but then you couldn't beat the tank team you just couldn't do enough damage and you would hold your position so it almost seems like this team could be a little bit of the offense tank team combo i, I think you're right and and Fighting them earlier tonight when I was um, when I had the Phoenix, which are a pretty they're a pretty defensive team. They're a survivability team for the most part. Uh, when I was fighting them, I was at two minutes left, and 
nine characters still alive. And finally, the Night Sisters overwhelmed me. But uh, yeah, that's one of the groups that is going to be holding their arena rank a little bit better than most. Um, and you know, that doesn't happen very often in today's game. You know, uh, you can be number one one night and be number twenty-seven the next next morning. Unless you're running a mall lead and you dodge everything, that's probably the most annoying arena team ever. And after tonight, I'll have it. Again. It was. <laughs> dodge. 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 Son of a bitch! Dodge. Right, dodge. Guy, he dodge. <laughs> He'll be back. Everyone in my shard, get ready for more mall. I'm bringing him back, baby. I'm bringing him back. Love me some Sith. All right. Let's just go ahead and segue. Right into the next segment because I want to play another drop. That's pretty much the only. Let's spread some rumors. Yeah, let's go into some rumors. LJ, you want to kick this one off, buddy? Sure. Um, one of the things that started making the rounds over the weekend was that we are going to be seeing an event in December to unlock, uh, unlock Jedi Ray, and characters needed in that would be Finn, BB-8, and both veteran smuggler Han and veteran smuggler Chewie, uh, which of course are rather difficult to attain, as is BB-8. So, um, I don't know if there's any truth to this. I don't know any more than anybody else, but it's going to be, it would be more of like a Luke Skywalker, uh, only seven stars kind of event. Um, I've got an article up on gaming-fans.com right now about it. Um, it's all my speculation based on what I saw from, I think it was from one in Sith Happens, uh, that one of the guilds that we're friends with. And uh, it looks like it could be one that causes a lot of people to be angry. Yeah, that one's going to anger me because I actually didn't get, BB-8, like an idiot. I've got a fully Zated, fully maxed out, fully modded uh, Kylo, and apparently that's what Nib used to get him, and I was just too lazy to do it, and I didn't realize Kylo could pretty much do it by himself. So I would bet that if they do do this event, they'll at least give us a week before to unlock BB-8 with the, with the next event and things like that. But, man, that's going to suck if I don't have it. Uh, I've got veter the two veteran smugglers. They're at, like, uh, I think four stars or something. Uh, Nib, where are you at? Do you have seven star everything or? Uh, I do not have the veteran smugglers. I just didn't see a point in buying them in the back in the day, but I think that's where all the heat's going to come in is on those guys. Like I think see, that's where everyone's going to bitch about. I had my Yoda foresight on and I have them at six stars almost. Uh, I think they're both within a few shards of six stars. So we'll see. Can you, un do you have, do they have notes for them yet or no? I, what was that again? We do they have nodes for the veteran smugglers yet? Can you start grinding those out, yeah. or is it event only? Yeah, it's you can buy them the, the store. events and then the packages. Oh, man. <sighs> I guess I'm going to have to start doing that again. Well, hopefully hey, they give us... all based on whether or not you believe the rumor or not. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't... I, I, don't, I tend to believe the rumors. Right. I tend to believe right. the rumors, and I'm just going to do it. Like, I would rather spend the money and have them and not miss out... But I don't know. Are we really thinking that Jedi Ray is going to be that good? When you fought her in the hard mode, she wasn't that crazy. I don't know. Our our original thought, LJ, was that it was going to be Jedi Ray. That's kind of what we were thinking would be because they've hinted at this in the in the State of the Union address they do. 
uh, that there was going to be a new character before the movie. We were thinking old fat Luke or Jedi Ray. So probably Jedi Ray, in, in all honesty. Yeah, I would expect, unless they do like a generic character, um, you know, like they did last year. I think it was last October, Scarecrow Pathfinder. Um, you know, I think was the, the character. And then they came out with a Miss Stan, like maybe right before the movie. You know, they might do something like that. Um, or maybe bring in like Rose or, or um, one of the other characters that we know the name of already. Um, you know, but I, I'd be, I'm going to be interested in seeing how they handle this. And, and in terms of whether or not Ray's that good, I mean, you know, if you saw the second trailer, which I would assume that most listeners here have, and I would assume you guys have seen, you know, Luke himself says he's only seen that kind of power once before, and it didn't scare him enough then. Uh, it does now. So, I mean, if that's the way he truly feels, then, you know, uh, it sounds like Ray's going to be pretty stinking powerful. Yeah. So I, I don't know. The, the, the hard node that she's on, I think it's can- or Cantina node 4G, but it's, it's Starkiller base Ray. So that's that raw, untrained Ray. Ah. I don't know. We're getting really nerdy about this, and hey, you know, it is what it is. I guess, you know, we're playing a Star Wars game on our phones, so I guess we, you know, par for the course. But um, yeah. it is a different Ray there, even though that's the graphic that I used on the article, because uh, that's the only place where we've ever seen her with a lightsaber in this game. Yeah, I'm, yeah I, I don't know. I mean, Niv and I are both on the same page. We didn't see much need for, for veteran Han and uh, veteran Chewie. I think it was more just a, like, they added some gray and the animations are the same. They're like, here's another character. It almost seemed like a stat line. If they do come out with this, I, and, and I'm going to let Nib finish this, but I think some people are going to be upset. And, and Nib, you started to say that. I, I do think that people are going to be upset about it. It's just a bit weird if they're going to make us invest so much money in those characters that we'll probably never use for anything else. And then it will become the same thing where you've got the Phoenix Squad just sitting there not really being used uh, unless it's an event base or if it's in like a, a weird territory battle. So I, I'm guessing that's what you're going to talk about, Nib. Yeah, I mean, like I forget when they came out. They like slipped them in, like, like we something big happened. I forget what it was. Maybe after, maybe it was BB-8 or something came out, or there was some big event, and then it was like a couple days later. It was like, oh, by the way, here's here's like old Han and old Chewie, out of nowhere. And, you know, yeah, out of nowhere, and they're like they're not resistance. They're not rebels. They're just like it's like. You know, they only work with each other. It's I was like, eh, I don't know. Like it felt they felt kind of like an ad, like a like a throwaway. And then, but now like after doing the Luke event, it's like okay, well I could see them. If if they're gonna do a a, a, a Ray event like Luke, like they're def like they're gonna be required. It's gonna be there. So I don't know. Like that that feels like a way to get people to to buy them because I guarantee not that many people were buying them. Yeah. Also, I think it's logical with the way they've done things in the past too, where, you know, you act, they act like it's not all that important of a character, and they did. They just slipped them in. I think it was like after the first or second territory battle, uh, because it was right after we were. I know I was farming Captain Han Solo, and all of a sudden now there's Old Man Han Solo, and I'm like, wait a minute, I just got my third Han Solo, and now we're gonna have a fourth. It, it was a very odd timing, and I do think that it was one of those. Um, it, it felt like it was rushed a bit in terms of the way they did it. That having been said, they've, they've shoved characters down our throats for needing them for something else multiple times in the past. And when I say shove them down our throats, we're the ones who choose to get them. So I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying that 
if you want this other character, then you have to, you know, you have to invest in here. So um, it, it's very much like the cadence they've gone with in the past. I wouldn't put it past them. I don't have a problem with it. I don't begrudge them in any way. To each their own. We all we're all adults. We can make our own choices. But um, yeah, I'd be surprised yeah, yeah. if they are indeed needed. No, so like that's that's kind of my point is like I felt like they that's what it was. They slotted them in between like the first and second uh, territory battle, and they just kind of like here you go, go get them. And it was like it to me, it kind of felt like they needed to try to get them out there, where they where they have like enough time where they can be out there long enough where people they can like they can actually say like hey you guys had plenty of time to farm these guys or 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 buy them or get them before like a, an array event. But like they, they did just kind of come out of nowhere. So it feels like they slipped them in in order to like have them out there long enough to be able to use them in like an event for a, that's kind of like my, my thought process of what I'm, I'm thinking like the way it all worked out. Yeah. it's right. I will say one thing I've got, I got a real issue with the way they did this here. And here's my big complaint. Why aren't these guys resistance? They go on a resistance mission in episode seven they're captured with, you know, when they're trying to find the resistance um, on um, uh, the, the planet with the castle. I can't even, the, the green planet with the lakes and everything. I can't even think of it um, with Maz Kanata. So, I mean, you know, they're, they're, why aren't these guys resistance? Old Ben's a rebel. So, I mean, he's just, he joins a cause and is automatically a rebel. Why aren't these guys who then go on a resistance mission considered resistance? So that's just my beef with the game. Again, the things I complain about aren't usually what everyone else complains about. I'm, I'm a yeah. little bit more easygoing about stuff. Uh, I don't know. I feel like in this game, there's there's definitely um, like subsets. There's your casual players that uh, play because they have a connection or a nostalgia for the movies. There's players like uh, Nib, and it seems like uh, LJ, you're included in this group, where you're just a super fan of Star Wars, and this game happens yeah. to include enough of the lore and enough of the uh, community that you really like being involved with it because ultimately I can tell you with a hundred percent confidence that Nib and I talk about this game in our personal life. Like we talk about it with friends. We chat about it with our guild. Uh, we talk about it with each other. Like this is not like a casual thing where we're just like, yeah, I just play it and to kill some time. Like we're extremely active. And then you have like your third group of people who are like just invested enough and spend a little bit of money, but like aren't, you know, hardcore. Like I own, 70 star wars comics most people don't but like i'm the super fan so i feel like there's a couple core groups but the thing that all ties them together is there's some nostalgia there's some connection to star wars and i feel like every three group connects that way so whether you're a super fan or a casual fan you kind of want to see the star wars brand being represented correctly so i feel like if we get like a porgy character i don't care how cute it is i'm gonna be mad like i don't want this to be the care bears you know like i want night sisters and mall and i want i want badass characters i don't want a porg so i don't know i'm a little bit worried about that whole thing but that aside i i you know that's what holds us together if this was any other thing if this was like terminator i would play it for like three months and i'd be done but i've been playing it for two years because star wars and i love star wars does that make sense yeah yeah, so I'm kind of torn though on my, I'm kind of a, yeah, I mean, it totally makes perfect sense and, but I'm kind of torn in terms of whether or not they should be resistance or not, but it's not so much, not so much because of like the, the movie, but it's because they don't really fit in with that kit. So I, I don't miss it that they're not in the resistance because they don't, they're not really an exposed based squad, but, but yeah, like from a, from a lower standpoint, it definitely is, they, they should, they should definitely be 
more more included. Well, and you know what? They did add they did add the rebel tag to old Ben, so maybe they maybe they throw the resistance tag on them later. I, I feel know, like I feel like there's gonna be tunes. there's gonna be changes on that. I'll, I'll almost guarantee it. The, there'll be some changes on on their tags and things like that. But I think I think this is one of those things where when they have like a roadmap, right? It's it's probably like a three year roadmap, similar to like what we've seen with Destiny and these other big games. And what they do is they they set these characters up. And they kind of throw them out there, and maybe they throw them out there based on community feedback, like, oh, we need some more content, throw them out there. But they're like 95%. They adjust them a little bit, and they fit them into an event. But maybe they were supposed to launch now instead of a month ago, but because of something else happening, they thought, well, we'll just go ahead and introduce them a little bit early. I might be way off, but this is the rumor segment, so I'm allowed to be incorrect. Well, I think with what you said is their 95% makes a lot of sense, too, because you'll notice a lot of these characters have uh, uh, their abilities only go up to, uh, to uh, ability level 7. And, you know, we'll have them maxed out, and you're thinking, oh, okay. Next thing you know, they add Leia, a Zeta on Leia or on Han or, you know, on a character who's, you know, you've had maxed out for months or possibly longer. Uh, same goes with, like, these ships. If you ever look at the capital ships, I think it's uh, on the Chimera, with for Thrawn, I think it only goes up to like ability level five or six on a couple of, of those. So um, yeah, in terms of they put the character out there or they put the ship out there, and then they see how it goes, and then they go by. I think that there's some community feedback that matters, but since this is a power creep and we're always getting stronger, and there's really no you can't ever regress. They're not going to take away the bigs and wedge uh, synergy or anything like that. So it's just going to be more and more. So how do you do that? You add more to an existing character, you know, that might be good or it might not, might be a subpar character like Han was. And now all of a sudden Raid Han is awesome. So, you know, by adding more to it. So I, I think you're completely right on that. They're, they're 90%, 95% ready. They put it out there and then, hey, uh, now we'll go ahead and upgrade them. Yeah, and I think it's a yeah. little bit of a, it's a, like a tease. They kind of show you their cards and then they pull them away real quick. So they're like, hey, you're going to need these pretty soon. You should probably level them. And then they go, oh, we're going on. And then you kind of like grind them and you're like, eh, these don't really fit. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, here's an event. You need these characters. You know, like it's it's like a, it's like a, it's, it's, they're showing you their cards a little bit here. That's how I feel. I feel like if it is Jedi Ray, which we all kind of think it's Jedi Ray, they've already got her built and modeled. Uh, they might change her, you know, clothes or little things like that. But all her animations are done. They've got the lightsaber. Like we said, she's in that cantina node. It, I, I mean, I'm at 95% that it's going to be her. I, it makes sense that you need the veterans. It makes sense that you need BB, and you'll probably need, you know, some other, you know, and, characters. I, I don't know. Hey, but. So quick sidebar on that, on the ability seven. So I can tell you right now, the of, of the existing characters right now, the one that doesn't have a Zeta, who I'm getting his Zeta, like, immediately, the minute it comes, is going to be uh, General Kenobi. Uh, I was going to say. Leader, I was hoping you'd say his, that one. I was hoping yeah, you'd his, say his, General his, Grievous. His, uh, now, now, who cares about Grievous? Uh, I do no, because Kenobi I grinded him out for seven months. <laughs> no, but it's gonna be it's gonna be Kenobi, man. That's whatever they put on his leader is gonna be ridiculous, I'm sure. So anyway, also, I was the first one I always wait for. I was actually gonna ask you guys real quick, and I don't want to go down the Grievous black hole of death because I'll just go all night on this. But uh, did they add Omega abilities to Grievous when they did the Night Sister rework? Because I got a bunch of things come up. Or did I was I just too cheap in the beginning and never did them? You were just too cheap. Okay. But they did yeah, rework they Grievous, and I think it, as well as long as we're on the rumor segment, 
I think when the territory battles on, uh, what is it, Darth Maul for the Night Sisters, when that comes out, they're gonna rework Grievous because he was very integral into the story of the Night Sisters, and he's gonna get a Zeta, and he's gonna get a rework, and he's gonna be awesome. And I've met seven stars, and I'm gonna talk about him on every damn show from here going forward until God, they rework him. Record. I don't care. I want to use him. I, I asked. This is funny. You bring up Grievous in March of 2017 when Jesse Anderson was the EA uh, Star Wars Galaxy Heroes community manager. I interviewed him. And I asked him, let me see if I can find one of the hardest farms in the entire game is General Grievous. Yet my experience and those who know him, uh, or who I know have the six stars and higher, are all underwhelmed with his abilities. Could we see a rework in the future? Mind you, this is March. Okay, so it's been, what, seven, eight months. He said, we work on character retunes when we can, such as the Sith rework that they just done in February. They've heard the feedback from the community that, that we're not impressed with his current abilities. So there is a, quote, good chance General Grievous will receive a rework at some point in the future. Oh, he's it's coming. It's October, folks. Oh, he's so coming. Dear God, can they waiting. please do it so Scott would show Oh, my God, it. he's like, coming. It's see. coming. It's coming. It's coming. I'm going to run him with a mall lead, too, just because I can. He's oh not a God. Sith, though, so it's not like it's going to help. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> We leave the theory crafted to you guys. Yeah, yeah. We leave the theory crafted to you, smart people. I just put a bunch of cool characters together and see if it works. <laughs> I don't even care if they work. I just want to see Maul and Grievous fighting on the same side, and like GK and like maybe Darth Vader and Emperor Darth Palpatine Nihilus. and like a Night Sister, just because I can. That's it. All like right. I'm just gonna. It's just gonna be like a blender of stupidity, and I'm gonna love every second of it. Your, your head's going to explode. <laughs> no, the person's head is going to explode that's facing me in arena going, what the shit is this guy doing running this team? Like, what is this? Is the new meta? Like, what the hell? Who's uh, this four-year-old that's playing that has all these characters? <laughs> Who's this four-year-old that spent all his dad's money on? <laughs> oh, God. All right. Any other rumors you want to touch base before we go to the next segment or... I don't think there's anything else that's substantial enough worth mentioning that I can think of off the top of my head. So yeah. I mean, no. Um, yeah, I got, I, I got nothing I, really. You never know. I'd love game. to hear. I'd love to get some rumors about the guild versus guild, though. Yeah, that 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 we have to might say that for next show. Um, I did want to say thank you again to our our guest this show, LJ. LJ, I really appreciate you coming on. It's gaming-fans.com. You guys need to go check it out. Put it in your favorites. They post multiple articles a day. Uh, they just did a really good uh, article on Rolo with the mods. You guys really need to check it out. Uh, Nib and I are on there all the time. We recommend it to our guild. We use it as a constant reference for going forward and new players. If you're just starting or if you've been in it as long as we have, it's a great place to go and check everything out. They work a lot with the community. And look, LJ's on staying up till midnight on the East Coast recording a podcast with us idiots. So again, LJ, I just really want to say thank you. And if you guys haven't checked it out, it's gaming-fans.com. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Um, you know, if you guys don't mind, I'm going to put in a plug for a, a hopeful sponsor here coming up real soon. I've got a company called T-24.com that sells a lot of um, borderline legal Star Wars shirts. They're really cool. Uh, I, I, I'm a fan. I got a couple of them at home myself. Uh, they're, they're, I've got a uh, Kenobi Skywalker one that looks like it's a political sign or something like that. It's kind of neat, but it's TEE-24.com. So I'm hoping to bring them on as a sponsor of our site real soon. And uh, if you guys, uh, if your users want to go check out some cool shirts that are really affordable, uh, make sure you check them out. 
Oh man, you know my weakness: t-shirts. I only have a couple hundred oh, of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's that sure. actually for a whole other podcast. They've they been restocked already. <laughs> yeah, I've I've already bought seven shirts from them. Don't worry. <laughs> Good. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Thanks again, LJ. Really appreciate it, and we hope to have you on again soon, buddy. All right. Thanks, All LJ. Right, thanks, guys. Take care. All right. That's LJ from fans.com Again, go check out their site. They got some really awesome stuff on there, and go buy some t-shirts while you're at it. You know, because who doesn't need a couple more t-shirts? All right, that concludes our guest segment. Now we need to go into our next, which is the wonderful what the fuck moment of the week. Because what the fuck? What the fuck? Chicken fucker! (laughs) You serious? I can say moo. It's time for the what the fuck moment of the week. That's right, the what the fuck moment of the week. And I have an unbelievably awesome one for this week. And I hate that it's going to bring Nibs so much enjoyment to hear this, but I'm just going to do it. I'm going to tell you guys what happened. I had Commander Han, or what Nib and I lovingly refer to as Hoth Han, at six stars. I had 95 of 100 shards. I just had exhausted my Cantina energy. So in this situation, Nib and what do you think Scottle would do? He's only five away. You're going to hammer that by crystal shard or that crystal button. You're damn right I am. And what do you think happened with that entire 120 crystals? Nothing. That's nothing. That's right. So after I bought the 100 refresh, I had 95 of 100, which is exactly what I started with. So what do you think I did then, Nibbane? I think you hammered that crystal bot, that crystal refresh button again. You're goddamn right I did. And what do you think happened, Nibbane? Nothing. <laughs> You're you goddamn nothing. right, Nivine. I bought it twice. And guess how many I had? 95 out of 100. So what do you think I did for a third time, Nivine? Well, because there's no possible way they're not going to give you any shards. Three times in a row, you refreshed one more time. You're goddamn right I did. And guess what happened? Nothing. Nothing! Three refreshes. No shards on the fourth one. I got five, though. But still, come on! It was like one in the morning, and I was like in bed, just getting ready to go, and I'm just like, you know what? I can't go to sleep knowing that this is so close to being completed. And it was just like one of those moments where I was just like, really? Like, just give me one. I'll buy another hundred anyways. Just, just, Just one... But three entire refreshes and not a damn thing. It, oh, so frustrating. Anyways, Nibbane, do you have a what the fuck moment of the week you would like to share? So, so I actually a long time ago had the exact same thing happen with Anakin. So I'm convinced that the game is. I'm convinced. I don't care what anybody says that the game cheats. It's like it knows you're at 95, and it's like, oh, we're gonna screw this guy. I'm convinced of it because uh, I had it happen to Anakin. I got all the way up to 400. Uh, 400 crystals the last day I got Anakin. I had to, I just hammered it out and finally got it. Um, but anyway, my what the fuck moment of the week is, so I'm on a day one shard, uh, arena shard. Um, and I think, I don't know if people, I, I don't know what's happening, but like I get up all the way up into like, you know, ranked. I, I basically, I'm, I'm supposed to take rank two every day in the arena. Like that's the agreement that we have with my group or whatever. Wait, 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 I, wait, wait, I, wait hold on. There's yeah. uh, a caveat here. There is officially no acknowledged agreement between anyone in the arena shard. That is all hearsay. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah, but yeah. I'm not an attorney, but yeah, that. Um, 
And so I get all the way up to two every, like, you know, well, when I can, because I've just been, like, it's bad timing. Um, but I get all the way up to two, and then, like, I log in now, and I used to fall to, like, I don't know, 18, 24, no big deal. Dude, I, I'm now I'm falling all the way to, like, 50, and Whoa. I'm seeing all guys that I've never seen before. So I'm convinced that they're consolidating arena shards because there's like there's like all these dudes that I've never seen before that are all like you know they're all five gold five five twelve star, uh gear twelve guys and they're doing their thing and like uh, like they all have great mods and everything I'm like how does this like how did this happen like a week ago nothing all of a sudden this week boom like the whole shard's blowing up so. I think I think they've been consolidating it, and I, if you go to look at like SWGO or whatever, you go to like the, the you know the the stat site, uh, you, it, like my arena ranking looks like a looks like a roller coaster. It's like I go from two to fifty, two to fifty. And like you could measure it as a hertz of a sound because it's just up, down, up, down. Yeah, basically, yeah. So it's like I I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden this happened like two two three weeks ago. It's just like boom. I, at one point, I wasn't even falling below ten, and then all of a sudden, now it's like I'm like fifty, and like all my guys are, I, all my guys are over a hundred speed plus speed. They like, I, I, my guys are pretty modded out pretty well. Like I actually have you know good mods, unlike you, and I low blow. I'm still falling. I'm still falling. It's like, how is this? How is this happening? So anyway, I, I think they're, I think they're trying to consolidate some of these, these arena shards because it's pretty ridiculous. Never anyway, day. that's my. That's, That's a low blow, man. Mind. You know how I feel about my mods. That's just not right. Yeah, well, you know how I feel about your mods, too. <laughs> yeah, you love them because they bring you joy because they bring me pain. Yes. Mm, <laughs> yeah. yes. Mm, yes, yes. Tears of infinite <laughs> sadness. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I hate all of you. Tastes like, mm, tastes like low speed. Mm. <laughs> it tastes like plus 12 speed. Mm. Oh, God, I hate my mods. Don't make me play the drop because I will play it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I've been kind of vocal about this in the past, especially on the podcast, where I don't do what you do. I don't grind my way up to the top. I don't have any agreement because most of the users in my shard are international, and a lot of them are based in China And because I opened my account when I was traveling in Colombia, so I have like a weird like international account type thing. Like It's, it's very strange. Uh, I've never contacted them about getting like in a U.S. account, but I, I don't really care. So I just stay like... Top 25-ish, I think. I can't remember. But I never fall below like 30-ish. And I never go above like 15-ish. And that's fine with me. I'm like okay with it. Because it causes me very little stress. I do a two arena battles a day to get my daily rewards. And that's it. That's all I do. And I'm not willing to do more. Or put more effort into it. Because we spend so much time in this game. Like so much time. Like I haven't even done my territory battles right now. And it's 7 o'clock. And I have to do that. And play Destiny. And clean the house and eat dinner. These are like things I have to do, you know. I just, well, I gotta move. I'm gonna go. I gotta pack up. I'm moving in the morning. Hmm. Sounds like still, a... and I have and I still haven't done my territory battles yet either, or eat dinner. So hmm. the sounds... things we do for a podcast sounds like a good time to end the show, huh? Yeah. <laughs> me, me, me. That's it for me, I mean, anyways. Can... You got anything you want to add, Nimini? Um, no, I mean, um, so far so good. I, I uh, really hope, uh, we don't have to have the old smugglers, uh, but other than that, uh, 
you're gonna have to have them just suck it up oh actually uh i'm gonna play an outro for this special one we're gonna continue on the disco theme but i'm gonna hit you with a little knowledge before i go and i'm not gonna allow nibine to say anything about it because i'm so embarrassed that i don't want to hear about it but we'll talk it on next show so nibine i appreciate you for everything that you aren't and maybe a little bit of what you are uh, this has been an awesome show. A special thanks to LJ from gaming-fans.com. Again, hate to keep plugging it, but you guys really need to check it out. If you're interested in this game, they have excellent articles on there. So just suck it up, do some reading. You will benefit from it. Uh, lastly, I'm just going to drop a little bit of knowledge on you, Nimine. You ready for it? Let's hear it. Are you ready for it? Do it. My body is ready. <laughs> Your mind isn't. I didn't unlock the camera. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>